Okay, welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. Thank you again for joining us. Welcome, and this is episode four. This is getting more and more exciting each week. So, Marcus, you're in the second week, right? Second week of virtual. How's that going so far? Well, so second week, it's been great because I'm getting adjusted to like all the schedules and stuff. It's just that I have some minor problems with like um, some work assignments and teachers with their they have to like get like I said the last episode with internet issues and stuff like that. Okay. Is any improvements been happening? Anything like that? Yes, it's been improvements. One of my teachers finally got their internet good, so we're able, we're able to learn, and she's doing. I think she's doing a tremendous job right now. So I give her credit for that. Nice for the teacher. Yeah. Hey, Carissa. I know you've been doing virtual in college. So how does how has that been for you? Yes, I'm officially in my third week of virtual college schooling. Um, as I said last week, um, it was kind of difficult managing the new software, but now I'm more comfortable and I'm getting the hang of things. And plus, the group me's are really helping out because my classmates are on top of everything, so it keeps me motivated. How about you, Blessing? School has been an experience for me. Um, some of my classes are great, so I'm not complaining about that. There are some classes I'd rather switch out of, like art, because I didn't ask for it. But other than that, it's good. All right. As you guys can hear, we actually, we have Blessing, who was with us uh, two episodes ago. Yeah, she's nodding her head saying that she was with us two episodes ago. Um, and we actually have a surprise guest with us. She is an intern from Cottle University. Um, she's studying getting her master's in mental health counseling and art therapy. So if she would be proudly introduce herself. Hi, so my name is Magdalena. And I'm also starting school since two weeks ago. And most of my classes are remote. So I miss to be in class, to see my friends, but it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, a lot of work to do. So you're, you're experiencing the whole virtual thing like everybody else. How's that been going for you? It's been interesting. <laughs> it's not really what I was expecting. But, uh, yeah, we, we need to go through that. And I think at the end, it's an experience that we can be very proud to talk about later. <laughs> yeah, especially during this whole pandemic thing. Now, Magdalena, can you tell us a little bit more about you, though? Um, you know, because this is not your first year... Obviously, you're not from here, so can you kind of tell us who is Magdalena? Okay, so yes, I'm not a typical student because I really did exactly what I'm doing now 20 years ago in France. So I graduated with uh, the Master of uh, Counseling in France, and now to be able to work in the U.S., I need to do it again. So I have my second round. Uh, later on an age so at the age I was maybe thinking to retire and now I'm back to school <laughs> well we're so happy to have you this is uh, you know it's really exciting you know we're getting different people different voices and you know people especially from different walks of life you know and now this is kind of especially leading to our our topic to, you know topic today and um, I'm really proud that we're actually gonna you know to touch upon this topic especially i hope my my host and my guests um will join me into this um this month september is actually suicide prevention month on new national suicide prevention month and you know it's 
definitely a topic close to my heart. I've I've lost someone who uh, died by suicide, so I'm really glad that we're touching this topic. Um, okay, so we're gonna take a look for a brief second, looking at the suicide facts and figures. Now, as we, this information that we took is from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, these, this data is uh, as of 2020. So this is actually the most recent data. Uh, suicide was the tenth leading cause of death in the United States. On average, 132 Americans die by suicide each day, and 1.4 million Americans attempt suicide. Uh, Marcus, I know you have the data for us for New Jersey, so if you can share that with everyone. So, in New Jersey, suicide is the 13th leading cause of death in New Jersey City. On average, one person dies by suicide every 11 hours in the state. This is important because suicide is the second leading cause for death of ages 10 through 34. So yeah, that's important. That's why we're talking about this topic today because this is basically hitting the, your guys' age range. Okay guys, as you know, the month of September is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, we have been looking for talented artists from Irvington and we happened to find one and we will be showing a preview of his talent. We will be showing Kyan Miller's work. His Instagram handle is at K-Y-H-A-N Miller. Kyan Miller, and you are about to hear his preview. I'm just feeling some type of way. Reliving the times I've been wasting my life again. Hopefully my mind doesn't go so deep with it. Think about the changes I could have done. The people I could have won. Just think about it. I'm just happy for my friends. They keep me here and alive. I pray that it never ends. I hope that they never die. Just keep me here till the end, cause... I'll be thinking too much. The darkness deep inside since I'll be breathing too much. So every time I talk, I just be in a crunch. It's not the sleep, but I'm just tired of That's awesome. I'm really glad that he shared that with us. And I think that's a really good way to open up to this topic. You know, um, I think that people don't recognize that teens, especially your guys' age range, that you guys this conversation is really important, you know, that, you know, the struggle that you have is underestimated because, you know, they think it's, oh, it's just teenage angst. So if you guys, you know, as your age, if you guys can kind of talk about that, share, share your feelings. Well, my feelings on suicide prevention is that it's a really important event that we should talk about. I've been, like... Ever since I've been enrolled to like different school grades, I've been hearing about suicide prevention. I felt bad. I felt really sad for the people that had to die for different reasons and because they were struggling and they had nobody to help them while they were struggling with that. And it's really important that we should remember all of the people that had to deal with this tragic event, had to die because of not having the help they needed. Um, they're overpressured and they're, they're just not getting the resources and it's important to have programs like the bridge that can help them with that. So we really, really need to like have have our peers discuss with our peers different things that they're going on with so we can so we can make sure we don't have to deal with this, don't have to suffer having to hear that someone died because of that event. 
Um, Carissa, do you have anything to say about this event? Yes, I completely agree with you, Marcus. And also one thing that I always um, worry about is the males because they keep everything suppressed and they never just let it out and talk about things. So I think avenues like this are very important, especially at a time like this. What do you think, Blessing? Um, I think it's very important to um, ask them how they feel, not only not only um, youth, but everyone, because there are adults who commit suicide. And if you even talk to a suicide um, survivors, their first thing that they're going to tell you is that once they try to do it, it's instant regret. And they, it's not that they want to do it. They want help. And people don't seem to ever realize stuff like that. It's true. Um, my question is for you guys, though. I mean, are you... Is the con do you guys have that conversation when you guys are in school though? Is that conversation happening? I'm getting some shaking heads. So if you guys can kind of elaborate that for me. Um, honestly, it doesn't really happen. I would say the one class that would talk about it, but not everyone has that class would be JRTC because they care enough to ask you how you feel. And even if you don't want like for them to tell anyone, they're gonna keep it and try to help you. But honestly, in a school like Irvington High School, they don't care. Your guidance counselors aren't going to care, which is why we have the bridge to talk to people who will care and try to help you through all that. Yeah, I totally agree what Blessing said. Yeah, the bridge will really help people that are dealing with that. And it, the bridge can save lives. And without them, we, we're not going to have anybody to like support us or anything. Say we do have um, some trust worthy adults in Everton High School, but not every student has those trusty adults. We have different teachers and some teachers, they don't like really pay attention to like the students in their class. They don't really know what's going on with them. And it's really important that we have school basis programs like the bridge, like I said again, so we can, so we can um, make sure that no, no one dies for a reason that will they regret in the end of their lives. Yeah, I mean, you guys are really, it's heavy topics. I mean, do you guys see, you know, do you guys, I'm sure you've seen friends and loved ones, and oh, I'm getting chills thinking about this, um, friends or loved ones in your classes, you know, hurting, you know, have you, how do you guys handle that? You know, it's hard, it's heavy. It's a, I know this is a heavy topic for you guys, and you know, I remember at your age what it was like, but, you know, now it's it's different. And especially now during a pandemic. What can you guys give me your perspective? Well, my perspective is that during the pandemic, um, a lot of like when I used to like text my friends and stuff and we just ask each other how we're doing. It's just like, oh, we're just here staying home, doing nothing. and it gets them really frustrated that they were not able to like go outside, do what we're used to because it's different. And I don't even think, even though teachers are like contact me and stuff like that, I don't think like um, a lot of students really ha have the motivation to do that or anything. And I don't like the teachers and all that, they, they're not much help during, they were not much help during the pandemic like the bridge was. We were, they were always open. 
nine to four every day, which was amazing. That much, like, I haven't seen like any teacher. I seen teachers, but I haven't seen like people that had that much dedication that wake up even they they even wake up earlier than that to like get ready and everything just to get here to help us to provide us with um resources that we needed daily which was amazing so i don't i really think that um we should really during the pandemic it was really stressful for a lot of students and we should just have places like the bridge i'm gonna say that again because <laughs> you we really need places like that i'm not I'm just gonna keep saying that because it's really an important place to be with. It's a family for a lot of students, which is going to be taken away from people that really needs it. And for future students, that's gonna really need that event. And it's really stressful, so yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're hitting a good point. It's, you know, I know that Irvington, it lacks a lot of uh, a support. You know, it doesn't have a lot of resources. I that a lot of different towns have and so places like the bridge gives you guys the support and free support that you guys need um so i mean i i think that you know outside of school what are, are your support outside of school definitely friends and the bridge as marcus and blessing said nothing stops the bridge um i remember attending irvington my first year it was about two years ago they had something called advisory. I think that would be the closest thing um, to having a conversation, free time where you can just discuss your issues. But even then in advisory, students didn't do much. Like that was an opportunity that I saw where you could open up to people and have one-on-one -on -one conversations, but that did not happen. And now there's no longer advisory. So what other avenue besides the bridge do students have right well but what Carissa was saying about advisory it wasn't really that much help because it was only like twice a month so we barely got to like do anything at advisory and even though if we go to like advisory and stuff like that we don't like really we sometimes we talk about like our emotional help they're saying that they're here to support us and all but we're not really we're there mostly they give us report cards they talk about schedules they talk about different testings that we need to do it's just it's, we have like a lot of good discussions there but i don't think like advisory is mostly about emotional support for students and all of that it's more about like information based on like things that we need for the school year things that we're going to do for the school year and like carissa said advisory was over and we barely like had that or anything but now we're having like homeroom which is okay but I don't. I just we go there. We just. It's, I don't see no point of that. But we just go to homeroom and then we just talk about things and like you said, blessing. Go ahead. Oh no! I said homeroom is like it's only like ten minutes, and they mainly do attendance. Like it's rare for teachers to actually ask you how was your day or how do you feel because honestly, they don't care. They just want their paycheck, and then they're gonna call it a day. It's rare for you to find teachers in Irvington High School who would actually sit down and listen to how you feel, unlike the bridge, because they care enough to sit down with us and ask us how we feel, because at the end of the day, they save lives, they love us, and we love them.
I mean, the things that you guys are sharing, um, I'm, I have to say thank you because you guys are really opening up your hearts here and it's, it's not easy. And as you guys are probably hearing, we're playing around a lot with the mics. So I want to apologize to our listeners in advance. Um, but I thank you guys. Um, one of my next question is for you as you know, what about, what are some things as, I want to say as observers, what do you guys, what are you guys worried about? You know, especially being isolated. You guys are technically kind of being isolated. You're being isolated from your peers. And what are the things, especially being isolated, you're not really interacting much. What are what are things you might be worried about for yourself or for others? Kind of let's let's get that kind of conversation going. So things that I'm worried about when we're like isolated, like Miss Layla said, and everything is that we're isolated, and we, can, we even though we can talk to like our peers during like text messages and Instagram using all of those social medias, we don't know how they really feel. Even though we can use all those resources, we're not seeing their face to face or anything, or like we're discussing with them, but we're not knowing their true feelings. A lot of people live with different family members that have like strict rules or stuff like that. Have parents that like um does like are not like used to the U.S., so they they're treated differently. And it's important for us to like, even though like we should not should not first of all be isolated because we need to talk to our peers we need to know what they're doing we need to know if they're all right and i'm going to say this again the bridge is a resource that can help us with that help us we can go there we can chill we can play games we can socialize we can have fun we eat we do all of that at the bridge and even we have all these fun activities and also we work hard to like get our high school career, get our diploma, which is our goal for everybody that's at the bridge. Our goal is to always get our high school diploma so we can have a good start to, for our lives and all of that. So that's what I'm worried about the most is that our peers and we need to really have a place that we can go to so we can talk to our peers and have fun, which is the bridge. Blessing is giving a <laughs> thumbs up over here. Um, so, you know, I'm, we have some information here that we're kind of, that we found that we also kind of want to share. So, you know, you guys are kind of, so talking about the isolation, so let's kind of look at some warning signs that we might have. So who wants, let's talk about some warning signs that, you know, that some people should be looking for. Um, some warning signs that you should be looking out for are if they're talking about feeling hopeless or having no reason to live, they're feeling trapped or in unbearable pain, they talk about wanting to die or kill themselves, or how they're burdened unto others, and if you have friends who use, who use drugs or drink alcohol, if they increase that use, if they act anxious or agitated or they start behaving recklessly and if they're withdrawing or if they start isolating themselves from the people around them. Thank you so much for blessing for sharing with that. Now being in isolation, 
in quarantine, I, I keep saying isolation, but do you think that because of being quarantined and not being able to be in school, do you guys think that these uh, warnings, these warning signs might increase? And because, you know, as healthcare professionals or school professionals or just everyday people that you guys might interact with, that you now are not interacting with, do you think that we might be missing those signs now? Yes, we're totally missing those signs because I'm not an expert on like dealing with um, healthcare and emotional people. I'm not an expert. I know some things about that, but I'm not really like an expert to like actually see, oh, you're, you need help. Oh, like I'm not like that. I've, I don't know like all the risks. I don't know all of the things that, all the signs that people give off to see that they're not doing all right. I can tell sometimes, but I'm not an expert. That's why I, I need, I, we, they need to like have not only like kids that are our age, adults that they can speak to in order for them to like have the help that they need. AKA the bridge. Nice going, bless you. <laughs> but um, we also like, we need, we need um, adults, definitely. And it's going to increase because people are at home. We're getting stressed out, just not knowing what to do, activities to do at home. We, we're getting work from teachers. Some works are like, they're giving us work. For one of my class, I have to finish an assignment at three o'clock, which is like, oh my gosh. But I'm going to tell, tell, tell that teacher, but I don't have enough time because I have, um, um, I'm going to have to like, tell that teacher that we're gonna need more time because I have extra activities. Like also people, we're having people not able to like come to like activities like for band. I don't have, I don't see my, some of my peers there and I don't know what's going on with them or anything. So it's like, we're not able to have the amount of communication needed in order to like talk to our peers, ask them what's going on and it's really stressful. Um, I most definitely agree. The warning signs will um, increase dramatically. The reason being, humans are very social beings. So the fact that we're at home and we're not allowed to socialize, we're we're already isolated on itself. So with all these added um, restrictions about not being able to go outside at certain times and doing certain things that you had the freedom and liberty to do before. It can take a toll on anyone. And even for the students that usually act carefree, like nothing is going on, trust me, they are going through it. So of course it's, at this point, it's like very difficult to help one another. But what I would usually do even when we were in person, just be kind to one another because you never know what someone else is going through. Even if you're not close to someone, if you see them down, just say, hey, what's up? Are you doing good? Or just make a conversation and be kind to everyone because you never know. That's great. Thank you so much, Carissa. Yeah, you make a really good point. Um, so, you know, so what are some things, you know, now that they're home, what are some things that people should do? Because, you know, right now, self-care is more important than ever. What do you guys, what are some suggestions that we can give to our listeners? Um, some suggestions that I can give is always just like, like you said, care for yourself, first of all. You need to always think of yourself as a great person, always 
have high goals for yourself, high expectations, saying that you're the best, whatever. Like I always be like, because I know I'm the best. I'm, I'm better. <laughs> you are Marcus. Yeah, I'm better than everyone. So I'm just going to say that as a fact. So people can know that you always need to set high go- hopes for yourself and say that you can always do what you want to do. And that'll be always great. Also things that you should do for your do is like take care of your body. Try to like, at least do some exercise. I know that's stressful, but trust me, I've been trying myself, but it's not been going well, but I've been trying and I've been doing some exercise. So yeah. Also things that you should do is always try to, if you're like, if you want to like talk to someone, like use any like um, FaceTime apps or anything to talk to your peers in any anyway. So that's all of the things I have and suggestions that you can do. Yeah. Um, some things from that we some suggestions we have would be write a love letter to yourself. Tell yourself what makes you happy, what what you appreciate about yourself, because it's, at the end of the day, it's your body, your mind, your soul. Appreciate you. Um, watch your favorite movie. Bring back the memories. Take a mental day off. Just relax. Enjoy the day. And sometimes just let it out. Just laugh if you have to, cry, scream, do whatever you want. Just let it out. Don't always keep your emotions bottled in. And last but not least, treat yourself to your favorite snacks. Those are always delicious. Good snacks. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, Krista, do you have some uh, things that you do for your self-care that you want to share? Yes. My um, advice would be to try new things because your life is not nowhere near over you have a lot of things that you've never done before so trying new things like see what you're good at you never know there might be something out there that you've never heard of and you're the boss at so just start somewhere try something and it will be awesome <laughs> i yeah no that's great uh you know i we do have a guest still here, and uh, I don't want her to think we forgot about her. So, Magdalena, do you have any questions for our our young our young voices here that you want to ask, or do our young voices have questions for her? You know, I don't want her to feel like we ignored her this whole entire time. I'm fascinated to listen to you because I'm really, really admirative about uh, everything that you're saying. It's impressive, totally impressive. I would like to add. Two suggestions that I have when I was listening to you. One is do art because sometimes it's without words. Sometimes you want to express your feelings and you don't have to think about it with, uh, with words or maybe you don't know exactly. But even when you're upset or when you're sad or happy, you can express it on paper, on modeling, on something. And it's a release of emotion that can be healthy. The other thing is sometimes when you feel that you're trapped. An idea that there's no choice. Okay, now I don't, I don't see any more. What can I do? Sometimes talking to somebody else helps you to have another perspective on the situation. And sometimes suicide is it's also related to the losing the the hope and the idea that other solution or other way to see the problem. So it's good to to have other people looking at the problem and maybe to have other ideas. How to way to handle that? Yeah, no, thank you, definitely. I think those are really great um, 
definitely great suggestions. I, as a uh, uh, graduate from the same program that Magdalena is currently attending as a, also as an art therapist, I always a pro art thing. And I think art is a definitely a great way to release some thoughts, some tension, whatever. What about, so are my guests and my host, do you guys have any questions for Magdalena? Or Magdalena, do you have any questions? Again, do you have any questions for our teens? You know, our young voices here are definitely our future and they're, they're paving the way and they see things, a lot of things that we don't. You know, they see things that, they hear and see things I like to say that more than people realize. And that's what this podcast is about. This is about what what they feel, what they hear, and we want to give a platform for them. I have a question because you are a generation that is totally into social media that was not existing at my age for sure. So <laughs> it's interesting to see what kind of uh, advice can you give to little brothers or little sisters younger ones because you already know you're going through many things you're already teenagers so how can you help younger ones to go through everything about teenagers that's true that's a great question so what i would do i have a younger brother so he really doesn't like take my advices like for granted or anything so i try my best to like give him some advice so like when he's in high school i always try to tell him to like always try to first impressions are always the best things you should do you should always when you meet someone new you should always greet them well get to know them you get to know them and all of that so you don't have to have bad like conflict with anybody you meet always try to like i will like I have a lot of siblings. When I say a lot, <laughs> a lot of siblings. So if you, if I have to give advice to all of them, it's whenever. So when they grow up, I'll advice that I will try to give them is always like first impressions. Always that's my sure. first type of priority that I should always tell them. And I show another advice I will like tell them is to like try to like just be cool. Like just be that cool person that always gives advice and everything. Just just do just do what you need to do always try to like be like i don't care what people say but with your like teachers and stuff talking about teachers pet just be a teacher pet because mm -hmm. it's always the best you always get all the things you need wait i don't even care because some people will be like oh you're the teacher's pet oh hi you're the teacher but but Thank it's always you. a good thing Thank to you. always be your teacher's pet because you always get the support you always get the help you need and everything uh more advice that i would give to them is like don't don't always um assume someone is um something else don't always try to like assume things about people just try to like get to know them first then you can have your like judgments and feelings about them so far that's all the advice i can't think of more right off the bat right now so that's all i have um i'd say one advice i give to kids it's even as you grow don't change who you are for anybody because I know a lot of girls and boys, they change themselves for the person they're in a relationship with, whether it be because they tell them they're too fat, they're too skinny, they're this, they're that. Never change yourself for anybody. Because if that person doesn't love you for who you are, then they're not worth it. Don't waste your time on them and move on, child. Just move on. 
move on. Um, definitely. So the advice that I would have for the younger generation regarding the social media era is just to take a social media detox because I have a younger brother. I believe he joined social media and Instagram before I did. So he was more experienced and he knew more things before I even did. And I'm the older sibling. So my advice would be just you're only a kid once. So take advantage of that opportunity. Because if I could go back and be a kid right now, I would jump on that that time travel machine and, and be a kid right now immediately. Um, and another thing I want to add is that social media is just a show. What you see is not how it actually is. It's very misleading. The people who are influencers, the people who you look up to, that is not exactly how their life is. It's all a show. So just live your life and don't follow anyone else's expectations. Lastly is choose your friends wisely because they're going to impact you so much and you don't want to go down the negative path with um, the wrong people. So just make sure you take time and think things through before you stick to the people you call your friends. And that would be my advice. This is, uh, you guys give out the great, the, the best advice. And this is one of the things why I love this podcast so much is, you know, it comes straight from you guys and, you know, it's not coming from me. It's not coming. It's not coming from an adult and being like, this is what you guys have to do. It's, you know, it's coming from your experience. It's coming from your thoughts. It's coming from your heart. And I have to, each week, I thank every single one of you for sharing what you experienced and what you guys feel. So thank you guys for your advice. Well, I'm going to backtrack that question to you. So how would you give advice to like older people that's like starting to get their life together and all of that? So yeah, it's kind of weird to be in the position of giving advice yeah? because uh, it sounds like <laughs> really very kind of old. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> so I think that you 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 have everything that in mind. I'm very impressed, and uh, I think you 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 have everything there. And trust your instinct. Trust uh, all your good thoughts there <laughs> because it's everything is there you have it that's uh, again thank you thank you guys i mean i i think that we always end on a positive note and thank you magdalena for uh, you know sharing your advice as well we're going to start we're going to start wrapping up uh, um, does everybody have any, I mean, we've, at worst, we've already ended on some great, you know, positive notes, but does anybody have any last and final thoughts? Um, I actually have a question before we close for Magdalena. Okay. Um, seeing that you are an immigrant and having to start your life over in the United States, how were you able to do it? What was your experience like? What advice would you give for, um, people who are experiencing or going through what you are going through right now? 
And how did you find out about the Mani Sensor or the bridge? So it's a great question because it's something that I experienced twice. First time through my parents who were immigrants to France. Then after I was on my side, immigrants to the US. So I, I already saw that you can be different and it's fine. And it's something that it gives more power also because you have more ideas about what is existing elsewhere and uh, what you're living here and now is not the only truth like, there's also other things that exist so something that i give as a really recommendation for everybody and for you guys is that travel travel the more that you can and see what is existing existing outside abroad uh, so it's very interesting to open the eyes about other possibilities. That's yeah, that's so true. Traveling is definitely important, and you know it's you know tr becoming as an immigrant coming into this country. That's uh, you know you never you never think about that, especially like transferring your degree over and yeah, that's <laughs> you must have went through a lot coming with that. The thing also it's a communication. It can be very difficult when you need to learn another language. And uh, it's the thing with people who come in here in the US who don't speak well and sometimes it's very difficult when you get older to really learn the language. So be patient with those people because they try and it's not easy. And the more languages you learn you, the more you can can open also places. Even for you here, Canada is not that far so Going to Montreal and to speak French is, can be very useful. I agree. Thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Magdalena. And again, thank you for being uh, a guest for us on the podcast. Okay, thank you again, Magdalena, for you know sharing your experience as an you know as you migrated, right? Migrated, not mm -hmm. immigrated. Migrated. I just want to make sure uh, migrated into this country. And before we end, I actually want to talk about the census 2020. That is, you know, if everyone can fill that out by September 30th. So a little bit about the census is that, you know, they want to count how many people are in the household. They don't care about really about what nationality you are, what your status in the country is. It's about, you know, how many kids are there and how many adults are there. It's about whether or not what funding is what's going, what kind of funding is going to what state, what country, what community, you know, things like Medicare, SNAP, uh, the free and reduced lunches and childcare assistance. The census uh, is available in 59 languages. The law requires the Census Bureau to keep all the census information confidential. It doesn't, it's not shared with other agencies, and it's to ensure that all the children are counted. And a fun fact is that the census actually has been around for 230 years. I did not know that. So we're going to be posting the link to the 2020 census on our, uh, our information when we post the episode up. And also, along with the episode, we're going to be posting a lot of information about suicide prevention, uh, a lot of contact information. So definitely look out for that. And before we end, just let's end on some more positive thoughts, any last minute thoughts that we have uh, for our listeners. Let's start with Marcus. Because Marcus always starts us off. Right. So 
last thoughts that I have for all of y'all is always to be safe. Always like try to wear your mask when you're walking down and anywhere. Trying to um protect yourself, feel better for yourself. Always give yourself positive thoughts, like I said at the be in the middle of the podcast, and just do, just be you. Thank you. Um, I'd say be happy. Always smile, and if you need help, always remember that the bridge is here, guys. I would say be cool. So don't <laughs> forget to breathe, to relax, and take the time. Everything will be okay. Take the time. There is something for everyone. So you may think that there is nothing for you, like there is no career option for you. But everyone has something that is specifically for them. So don't forget that there's something for you. That's right. And, you know, thank you, everybody, for giving positive thoughts. And I'm going to end with, you know, self-care. Again, self-care is more important than ever with everything that's happening. And, you know, again, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Safe Space. And look for us on Podbeam and Apple Podcasts. And hopefully. We're going to be on different more platforms, crossing our fingers. But again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for your constant support. And we hope to see you guys again soon.